politically incorrect. Uh, we're going to look at, this is a little bit different than what you probably would normally get in a church, but we're exposing cultural lies. And as long as we're exposing cultural lies, I was thinking of just going into the cults and exposing some of the cults that are so prevalent out there and growing. And we've even got a, a Mormon individual running for president. Should that matter? Um, well, I'm going to look at those things. You know, I'm going to pray about it, but if I keep feeling peaceful about that, I'm going I'm to do that. I think we need to know. Now, you know that my little formula for uh, ministering to you, communicating with you is Sunday morning, inspirational, and Wednesday night, informational. I think Christians need to be taught, not just inspired and moved, but taught. And uh, you need, we're in a battle. Our faith is under incredible attack. And one of the greatest um, methods and means by which we're being attacked is political correctness. So I want to I expose it tonight. I want to talk about it. I can't do it full justice in one night, but I can at least give you a good idea of this, this dangerous philosophy that has gripped our country. So let's just stand and read one verse, and then you can be seated for the rest of the night. And I want you to just think about this proverb. Let's read it together. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. The way you think, the way you view the world, is, is going to decide who and what you become. As a man thinks, so is he in his character and in his behavior. All right? Father, we thank you tonight for your word. And I pray that you'll help us to understand this philosophy, this dangerous philosophy that has gripped the Western Hemisphere and is damaging us as we speak. Open our eyes and we thank you for it. Give us understanding, Holy Spirit. Open our understanding that we will not be like those who beat the air that we will know who our foe is and successfully fight him. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, perk up and listen. You need this. All right. Now, I want you to think about this verse. We're going to put on our thinking caps tonight. We're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart. Well, we charismatics are good at that all of our soul, and all of our what? Mind, and all of our strength. So we're supposed to think about things. So let's put our thinking caps on. And now the Scripture is clear that we just read, that a man's thoughts decide who he becomes. It is the same for a nation. And this is what I want you to get. It's the same for a nation. As a nation thinks in its heart, so is it. The philosophy, the worldview, the type of lens through which a nation views life and God will decide what type of nation it becomes. It's that simple. Most nations have accepted a general overarching view of the world and God and life. You can go way back in history, as far back as you want to go. 
and there is generally a, a philosophical mainstream, a philosophical vein that runs through every nation. It can be atheism, it can be communism, it can be Taoism, it can be Buddhism, it can be Hinduism, it can be Christianity, it can be Islam. And every one of those isms I just named are philosophical postures of whole nations. Now I'm going to ask you tonight, what is America's? Well, it used to be Christian. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise because they're revising history if they do. This used to be a Christian nation, but I got to tell you tonight, it's not anymore. It's a nation with a lot of Christians in it, but it's not a Christian nation. It is a humanistic nation becoming more humanistic by the day. And that's why I'm teaching these messages because Christians are going to have to start standing up and speaking the word, praying revival in, taking a stand on this book without being afraid of what is going to be said about you, not being afraid of persecution or mockery or rejection or ridicule. Because right now as I stand here, Christianity is losing the war in America. Whole denominations have gone south, and I'm not being too negative tonight, I'm just being honest with you. Whole denominations have gone south, have taken this book and just thrown it right out the back door. Don't stand on it anymore. Don't believe it anymore. And I, I think it's time that we begin to pray that God raises up a host of, of people to go out and take, take in a mighty harvest of souls and take a stand for God and for His Christ. Now what we're about to look at tonight political correctness has become a force against the church that we're going to see in just a moment that's uh, uh, um, concerning to me. This is why Satan is always aiming to corrupt the philosophical beliefs of a people. Always. His intent is to destroy that nation by leading it into a worldview that brings self-destruction. He destroys it by what that nation believes or doesn't believe. When a damaging philosophy spreads through a culture and successfully overthrows crucial biblical convictions, such as the existence of absolute truth or the authority of the Ten Commandments, that society is cut adrift into an ocean of confusion and there's no anchor and there's no compass. Have you ever had the feeling here in America like we're just drifting through a fog? Now, you can be a believer and you've got your bearings and you've got your anchor, but as a nation, we're just drifting through a fog. It's like somebody let the anchor down. Somebody grab a compass. It's not going to happen until we return to our roots. Our forefathers dedicated this nation to Christ, and now we've left it. And political correctness has become an enemy. Now, here's some examples. Darwinian evolution, we covered that uh, last time. Freudian psychology. Freud was an atheist. He divided man into id, ego, and superego. And he did not divide man the way the Bible does, body, soul, and spirit. So a lot of the conclusions Freud came to were just out there. They had nothing to do with the, what we really needed in our psyche 
He was an atheist. So Freudian psychology, enlightenment relative, uh, relativism, there's no real truth, no absolute truth. Truth is whatever you think it is. And Marxist communism. Like the four horsemen of the apocalypse galloped, those four philosophies or worldviews galloped across the world during the close of the 18th century through the 20th century, and they left breathtaking collateral behind. Collateral damage. Like philosophical viruses, that's what they're like. They're like a virus that is a thought virus. These belief systems cut the West away from its long-held belief in God as creator, the Bible as a dependable source of wisdom and guidance, and a belief in absolute truth. Adrift in the murky waters of moral uncertainty, America has now, as we speak tonight, sunk into a cesspool of immorality and philosophical despair. And now there's a new scourge that has made its debut. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you hair political correctness. What in the world is that? Well, the dictionary says that PC is supporting the use of language or conduct that deliberately avoids giving offense. Have you ever noticed lately how many offended people are walking around? Everybody's offended. I'm so sick of hearing that word. But that's what PC is. It avoids giving offense on the basis of ethnic origin or sexual orientation. Put simply, Political correctness is the attempt to avoid bringing offense. Well, what in the world? How nice. What a wonderful idea. Don't offend anybody. What a great notion. I don't want to offend people, do you? But as with all misguided philosophies, PC is candy-coated poison, philosophical strychnine in an attractive caplet. It really is. Now let's look more at PC. Now, if you're like me, you've sat dumbstruck as some mind-numbing news story in which PC played a part has paraded itself across your TV screen. I can, I can almost not watch the news anymore because PC is now playing such a prevalent part in, in, in the news stories that are, that are being produced by reporters who have been totally infected with political correctness. Let me give you an example. The C.D. Hilton High School marching band yanked the Charlie Daniels song, Devil Went Down to Georgia, from their lineup lest it be considered an unconstitutional establishment of a national religion. Can you say with me at the count of three, stupid, one, two, three, stupid. After a protesting letter ran in the local paper, the song was dropped from the marching band's program, PC Struck Again. Here's another example. An August 2003 article on Wired.com entitled, Glove Won't Speak for the Deaf, discusses a new invention. A special glove is now available that will translate a limited amount of sign language into spoken English, around 200 words. Cool. If I couldn't hear... I would love that. But now it turns out that many of the deaf people 
interviewed about this promising breakthrough were less than enthused. And no wonder. It turns out the National Association of the Deaf, under the influence of PC, had complained that the glove is just another means of suggesting that the deaf are somehow disabled. They are not deaf, argued the NAD. They have a unique trait. These are true stories. One, two, three. Stupid. Now watch this. Not content with just one absurdity, the NAD further asserted that parents shouldn't necessarily view deafness as a disease that needs curing. Parents should instead happily announce that their children or child has a unique trait rather than seeking ways of curing it. Carried to its illogical PC-infected insane conclusion, a blind man feeling his way down a street with a cane is not sight-impaired. Forget saying blind. Big no-no. But he bears a unique trait. A person suffering from schizophrenia does not have a mental illness, but is enjoying a unique trait. Welcome to the mad, mad, mad world of PC, where nothing is called by its true name for fear of what? Offending. Or somehow insinuating that they are not equal to others. One, two, three. <laughs> Y'all sound good. That's going over the radio. What began in the 80s, and, the, and PC really did dig its cleats in in the 80s, as a silly and irritating quirk in the actions and attitudes of a few, has grabbed hold of American thought, and it has become a philosophical python, constricting freedom of thought and speech. And that's why it matters to you and me as Christians. We're now faced with a society that believes certain ideas and expressions and behavior should be forbidden by law, not just frowned on, forbidden by law. And that people who transgress should be punished, even prosecuted. For instance, as we speak right now, there are bills before Congress that if passed would make last week's message describing homosexuality as sinful behavior according to the scriptures, a crime for me to say it. It's before Congress right now. It's called hate crime legislation. PC has become a force that requires me as a believer to call good evil and evil good to put... Uh, and if I can't call evil good, don't call it anything at all. If you can't call evil good, just don't say anything. But don't say anything negative about it. Don't call evil evil. This is happening in the United States of America right now, right now. It could seriously, possibly be passed. The prophet Isaiah warned about this. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. But that is exactly what PC does. Under PC tyranny, to hold biblical convictions about life, God and morality makes one wrong, 
narrow-minded, intolerant, unloving, backward, ignorant, and worthy of social ostracism and even prosecution. That's why I'm teaching on this. Folks, we can't let this happen in America, particularly in the realm of law. I've got to be able to stand up and preach the Word as it is to men as they are. And you need to be out there. If we can't tell a sinner that they're in sin, how can they ever be saved? This is happening right now in America. PC is a direct attack against our First Amendment rights as Americans to freedom of speech and freedom of choice. For instance, one no longer feels free. Have you ever felt this? One no longer feels free to express the conviction that something is morally wrong. After all, who are we to judge somebody else? We're informed that we must be tolerant, which is a code word meaning we must never express heartfelt convictions that transgress PC dogma. Tolerant means we're to be tolerant and we are to allow anything and have no convictions about anything. Yet notice that those who preach and teach tolerance are not tolerant of those who don't agree with them. And so now they're pushing this hate crime legislation through our government to harness and muzzle people who disagree. That is not democracy. That is communism. And socialism. Now, PC lockjaw, that's what I call it. It's when you know you want to say something, but you don't say it because PC has locked your jaw. PC lockjaw is now a philosophical epidemic. It is muzzling our schools, our churches, our corporations, our politics. It has moved in like a multi-tentacled octopus, and it has touched every arena and facet of American life. PC's method of attack, you're probably really familiar with, it is to demonize those who disagree. Those who disagree with the PC perpetrators uh, are demonized by assigning to them any one of a number of phobias. If I disagree with a PC perpetrator about, say, a moral issue, I've got a phobia. I didn't know I had a phobia. Phobia means having a dread, fear, or terror of something. I want you to keep that in mind. Phobia means I've got a dread, fear, or a terror of something. I'm, I'm terrified of something. This has been accomplished through PC's tactic of redefining one thing to mean another. Did you know that it's political correctness that has attempted to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays? Lest people of other faiths be offended. I don't want to offend you. So all of you merchants who make millions off of Jesus Christ's name every Christmas ought not be ashamed to give him the credit and call it Merry Christmas. But CPC says, I can't say Christ must because that's going to offend the people of the Jewish faith or Muslim or whatever. That is hogwash. People are using PC for their own agendas to totally secularize our culture, take everything of spiritual value out of it, gut it of every vestige of God so that we have no religion at all. And I'm telling you, I resist it. 
PC is behind the move to replace the word terrorist with troubled foreigner. Oh, yeah. And how about this one? Under PC insanity, short people are now vertically challenged. <laughs> yeah. And all Oscar nominees are winners. And here's this one. The word brainstorming may offend some people with brain disorders. So the politically, uh, politically correct term is now thought shower. <laughs> I'm, you think I'm kidding? Thought shower is one of the top 10 PC terms this year, according to the Global Language Monitor. Honey, what are you doing? I'm having a thought shower. <laughs> Hang on. Or somebody in the office jumps up and says, Oh man, have I had a thought shower. <laughs> but see, we can't offend people who have brain issues. So we can't say brainstorm. One, two, three. Y'all are doing well. <sighs> Another phrase on the list is deferred success. Now, if your child came home with a report card with an F on it, now you should say, according to PC, Jimmy, you have deferred success. <laughs> My dad said to me, you flunked. You could do better. And that's what you ought to tell them. But now, you see, we're taking away even the grading system. You can't have A, B, C's, and D's in some states in our country now because we can't make those who have earned just D's because of their inferior, uh, inferior mental capacity feel badly when held up against those who made B's and A's. And so you gut from children because of PC the whole motive, the whole drive to succeed and excel and use what God gave you because what does it matter? If I make an A, I'm not going to be given an A. I'm going to be lumped in with the D people because of PC. It's a shame and it's a sham, but it's here. And PC muzzles one's ability to call something wrong or immoral. For instance, if I believe that homosexuality is wrong or sinful, I'm labeled homophobic rather than a person with a conviction. Or if I were to express the belief that it makes common sense for a nation that has been attacked by a particular race of people, Arabs in our case, to engage in racial profiling, I'm in, I am Islamophobic rather than a concerned patriot. I don't have a phobia about Arabs. I do have a fear and a concern about terrorists. Now, not all Arabs are terrorists. That's a fact. But all terrorists have tended to be Arab. You can't believe I said that. I'm not Islamophobic, and I'm not homophobic. I don't have a dread terror of homosexual people. Do you? No. But you see how they have labeled anybody who dissents? I suppose that also means that if I believe theft is wrong, I'm kleptophobic. If I believe murder is wrong, I'm homophobic. PC's method is to brainwash a culture by using catchy buzzwords and slogans easily absorbed into a nation's psyche. This is precisely what Nazi Germany did with the Jewish people. During Hitler's propaganda campaign against the Jews, the Jewish people were called the wandering race. 
the gypsy plague, undesirables. And by incessantly demonizing them in films, newspapers, radio, speeches, and by posters all over the country, the Nazis removed an entire nation's conscience and made it acceptable and even understandable to exterminate them through genocide. How does that happen? The same method being used by PC perpetrators today against you and me, the church, and people who disagree. The same thing is being done today. A person who holds the traditional Bible-based convictions. Do you have Bible-based convictions? Let me tell you what you are according to them. You're a fundamentalist, right-wing, bigoted racist, homophobic extremist, out of touch with society, fringe looney tune that should not be taken seriously. Is that out there? Yes, that is out there, everybody. Especially if you're in a position of influence. And the national media, who have almost completely succumbed to PC, have become the willing accomplices to this kind of labeling. And I'm going to tell you the truth about them. I've had one bumper sticker on a car in, well, since I've driven. I've had one bumper sticker. It wasn't a Jesus sticker either. One bumper sticker. I don't believe the liberal media. I'd put it on again tonight if I had one. Because you know what? I don't believe the liberal media. I think that they need to be taken with a grain of skepticism every time they open their mouth. Because they have sold out to political correctness. Most of the stories that have any political or religious angle at all are angled towards the PC side. I don't trust them anymore. They have, they have earned my distrust. When they report on a religious figure, I don't believe them. When they report on something political, I always look for what, what is their angle. Because they have gone from reporting to commentating to propagandizing, in my humble opinion. They can't be trusted. Now, if it's about the weather or a storm, unless Katrina, Katrina was hugely angled by PC. Much of what we were told happened there never even happened there. I'm just being truthful with you, church. It, Jesus said, be wise as a serpent, but be gentle as a dove. I think the liberal media has sold out, and so I don't trust them a great deal of the time. Amen, Pastor Jeff. You think about it. You think about it. Do you mean they go on there and lie? Yes. Yes. They would go on there and do go on there and lie. I had a guy, let me just, this is just a story real quick. I had a guy, a friend of mine, who was in downtown Fort Worth, and I forget what it was that had happened, but this is before Dan Rather had stepped down. And Dan Rather uh, sent a CBS crew to interview this guy about some event. This was years ago. And they, they went in to where he worked, and they pulled him outside and got him into the news van and, and persuaded him to give his opinion on, on something. And he said, oh, I don't know. It's oh, come on, come on. And they coaxed him. Finally, he gave a direct, clear, pointed opinion about something they were asking him about. That night, the story ran on national CBS News. He said, Pastor Jeff, I was stunned. They edited that tape down 
where they showed me saying things I didn't even say. He said, I wanted to reach through the screen and grab rather, but I couldn't. He said, they, they, they made me say something I didn't believe. Do they do it? Yes, they do. And most of their agenda, as far as I've been able to tell, is PC-driven. And I'm only telling you this so that you'll use a little bit of a grain of skepticism when you hear these people. Now, PC is a form of thought control with its own thought police. You ever had a thought police, PC thought policeman or policewoman jump on you for saying something that was politically incorrect? PC is cultural Marxism. Now, I want you to think back with me for a minute. In the Communist Revolution of 1917, a form of PC was embraced by the Soviet Union. One woman who was there described the horrific events, and here's what she writes about it. Knowing the content of the latest party newspaper was critical to avoiding jail because public contradiction meant that you were denouncing the KGB. If you complained about being hungry during food shortages, you became an enemy of the state. If you failed to praise a Soviet hero, again, your fate was sealed. The need to be PC-dominated all conversation and behavior as failure meant drastic penalty. Uncertainty and fear pervaded everything. Now, just this week, I was talking to a young man who said this to me, quote, he said, you have to constantly think before you speak so you won't offend someone. He said, I'm always afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing and pay for it with a reaction. I'm constantly on guard and I hate it. PC gives me a couple of great concerns, and let me share these concerns. First, PC insanity is threatening our national security. I'm going to say that again. PC is threatening our national security. Um, because PC won't allow us to call an enemy an enemy. It won't let us do it. For instance, when young radical Islamics recently committed atrocities in France by burning thousands of cars in city streets while rioting for weeks on end, they were called troubled youths by the European and Western press. But for those of us who saw the newscast and could see well enough to see, it was obvious at least a lot of them were Islamic. In a recent article entitled, Is Paris Burning? Fred Hutchison wrote on, of this event and he said this, the stunned and confused French government responded to the crisis with astonishing weakness and embarrassing rationalizations of criminality and appeasements of evil. People were not brought to task for what they did. Why? 300 cities and towns? 300 cities and towns were in flames before any action was taken. What was the infernal problem? Hair political correctness. I wrote what I'm about to read. In America, we're wasting millions of dollars and countless man hours running little old ladies through airport screening ordeals when to simply focus on Middle Eastern men and women would be both logical and sane. Yet PC will not allow it. You notice how quiet it got in here. I'm going to tell you something. If I were Arab, 
and I were American and loved this country, I would say, go for it. I would say, I don't care if you scrutinize me because innocence doesn't mind scrutiny. I've been scrutinized, but when I had long hair, I had people judge me. And when I got saved and got innocent, I didn't care what they thought about me because I knew that I was clean. When you're innocent, you don't mind scrutiny. You want to help the nation you love. It's not being racist. Hello? After all, we shouldn't discriminate against Middle Easterners, even though they certainly did discriminate against us. When they hijacked our jets, slammed them into the World Trade Towers, the Pentagon, and would have struck the White House if not for a group of American heroes who decided to practice discrimination and took the enemy out. Amen, Pastor Jeff, I'm getting this CD and this DVD. We gotta, we've got to get free of, of PC, y'all. Now, my second concern is that PC is muzzling the church. When an ideology that is hostile to the teachings of Scripture casts an ominous, ominous shadow, as is PC, only one thing will keep the darkness at bay. Defenders of the faith must lift their voice in a spirit of love with a clear, aggressive, and consistent message of the unerring truth revealed in God's Word. That's the only response. Listen to what Jude wrote in Jude verse 3. Dear friends, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. We're in a fight, folks. Can you imagine me being arrested because I stood up and said that something was a sin? It's just around the corner. The faith that has been delivered to us is a message of repentance and salvation. PC threatens that very message by demanding that we not call anything sin. That we tolerate everything and everyone, no matter what they say or do. PC transforms every person it touches into a plain, vanilla, non-discriminating, non-discerning, spineless, opinionless, convictionless wallflower. That is not Christianity, and that is not fully formed character. Jesus warned about the consequences of milquetoast Christianity. Listen to what he said. Read it with me, can you? You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. What's he saying? Salt is a preservative. It hinders the encroachment of decay. The Christian community prevents social decay when it speaks his truth in love. And by living out the Christian faith and keeping the truth of God's word squarely within the public arena. Here's what Jesus warned. If the church failed to make its voice heard, that formerly salty church you see in the book of Acts would be cast out. The word that Jesus used for cast is from a Greek word meaning to hurl. Like throwing a hot coal out of your hand. The culture will rise up when you lose your saltiness and throw you 
like you are a disease. They lose their respect for you. When Christianity becomes a mere shadow of what it once was, all form with no substance, it'll be hurled from society. No longer considered a viable contender in the arena of ideas, a saltless Christianity will find itself irrelevant. I'd rather you slap me than ignore me. Don't slap me. That is not an invitation. That is a hyperbole. All right. There is no option here for the church. The dark and sinister cloud of PC has got to be contended with, dear church. Every thinking person, if you're a thinking person, raise your hand. Every thinking person is going to have to fight his or her own battle with PC. Now let me give you a few suggestions. Are you ready? And we're going to close with this. Say amen or oh me. I'm going to tell you what to do about PC. First, refuse to cow down to PC in the public arena. Whether it's a college setting, the workplace, or any other public domain, do not cave in to PC pressure. If you hold a politically incorrect opinion about a particular topic, say it with wisdom and let the chips fall. PC suffers a setback every time a stand for freedom of speech is taken. So if you're with a group of people and you say, well, you know, I just believe that, uh, I believe abortion is wrong. I believe it's, I believe it's murder. I believe it's a sin against God. And you're, you're, you're surrounded by a bunch of PC, pro-choice people. Say it. Just say it. If they say, well, you're a right-wing fundamentalist, extremist, nut, idiot, looney tune, say, well, hallelujah. I'm a looney tune for Jesus. Thank you. That's all right. Okay? Second, speak out to news networks. Oh, I've done this so much, it'd surprise you. Speak out to news networks and local news organizations when they carry a story that reeks of PC. You can email them, call, or send a letter letting them know how you feel. Tell them you want fairness and sanity in their reporting, or you're going to quit watching. Call them and say, that was one, two, three. Write your congress, do whatever you got to do. Stop PC. Call these news organizations. They depend on you watching or listening. And when they do something crazy, Looney Tune, off to the left, PC, just email them, call them, and say, that was stupid, crazy, insane, and you know it. And if you don't quit that kind of reporting, I'm not going to watch anymore. Third, expose PC when the opportunity affords itself. Tell other people what you have come to realize about its danger to Western society. Take a personal stand before choice is replaced with law. And the freedoms that make America great have been outlawed by the ghost of Karl Marx. Because that's what PC is. It's cultural Marxism. Now, I know this has been a lot in a short period of time. How many of you needed this tonight? Let me see. How many of you encountered PC this week? How many today? <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I contacted a reporter about something that they had done a story on, and I just tore it apart. I said, this is PC. This makes no sense. It's crazy, and you know it. And man, he wrote me back the most scathing letter. Before I knew it, we were having a deal back and forth. And I said, look, you know, you can say what you want, 
But that was politically correct nonsense and is neither political nor correct. And I'm not going to watch you or read you or listen to you if you keep doing this. Believe me, they may get mad at you, but they're listening. Can we stand together? Amen. Amen. Well, we're getting salty here on Wednesday nights, aren't we? Kathy, did I do okay? Oh, she's grabbing a mic. Okay. No, I think you did great. I just think one of the biggest um, PC things that's out there is that, that Jesus is not the only way. You're mm -hmm. really looked at, down upon if you mm -hmm. say that. And I think the best comeback to that is your argument's not with me. Your argument's with the Scripture. Amen? That's Jesus, right. Jesus said it. That's right. So I, don't get mad at me and call me a fundamentalist bigot. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. So you're calling you him a fundamentalist it. bigot. You can think That's about right. his, his words. I am the way. That's okay. right. Um, I do have a real quick announcement. We have a gentleman in our church that just lives right up the street at Hewlin and Camp Bowie. He is in a wheelchair and needs transportation to any services that anybody would volunteer to do it sometimes or once in a while or regularly. We had a lady that volunteered, but she cannot do it because of the lifting that's required because he is required to be helped in and out of his wheelchair. So if, that, uh, if anybody thinks you can do that since he's so close to the church, just let me or Jeff know. And also don't forget this Sunday night's care. Is this the new care group? Yeah, the new care so we'll be talking more about it Sunday, and yes. it's going to be a, a big multiplication. You're going to have a lot more opportunities to find a. We got care groups care group. now.